This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 329 for the week of Wednesday, the 22nd of August, 2018. I'm Scott. And I'm Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Soda Toys Chronicles of Riddick, Richard B. Riddick Action Figure, and the DC Collectibles Batman Animated Harley Quinn Expressions Pack. Are you scotty i'm good i'm feeling good i'm on the uh mend i'm moving around a lot more for those That's of you who have followed my painful leg uh chronicles i even got you you'll appreciate this uh so for those that don't know the comic store that me and scotty frequent has a giant staircase uh <laughs> to get upstairs to the top section, which isn't a big problem because that's where trades and that sort of are. So going in to get my regular weekly books, I could just get, do the ground floor. But the top level is also where the uh, sort of uh, loose action figure cabinet is that I do like perusing. Uh, so I finally got up there to have a look in there for the first time in nearly two months. And it was pretty much the same as last time. And I sort of made a joke to Ant, one of the guys behind the counter there, you know, what's the deal? Why hasn't this changed over? And he was like, well, you haven't been in here to buy things to restock it and change. And hilarious. It's just one of those times I start to re question <laughs> the, the hobby a little bit. And it's like, oh, maybe <laughs> I am really bad compared to most people. So all of this um, clutter is here because it should be with you. Yep. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, so before we go much further, I do just need to flag. There's a small potential that uh, my turn to be Australian Prime Minister is going to come up during this show, um, which we might have to pause. I mean, obviously, my term will only last a matter of hours at the most. I was about uh, to say, don't yeah. worry about any, yeah. any of you listeners worrying about the change or anything oh, by the time no, no, the episode's no. over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will have uh, had a vote of Two no confidence and yeah. uh, Scotty will be out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. But then what, you'll be back in by next episode. That's how. Oh, I, yeah. Then what, what will happen is, you know, then I'll become really vengeful about whoever topples me and – um, I'll just kind of sit seething for you know three or four years until I've undermined them and you know kept the country uh, completely distracted from anything useful. So um, you know that's how it goes, hmm. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. if you have no idea what we're talking about, just be glad. Um, <laughs> by the, you know, by the time you hear this, who knows who the prime minister of Australia will be, or how many prime ministers we will have had between now and this recording and maybe a week yes. later when you hear this we've had more vote of no confidences than we've had elections uh at the moment yes. i think this this century yeah this century which i learnt uh today you know how like uh you, you see it in movies and that people will get hit on the head and have a concussion and they'll be like who's the president of the united states 
Um, well, here in Australia, when, you know, the AMBOs would be like, okay, you know, what year is it? Uh, who's the prime minister? They had to stop asking that question. Um, this was yeah. before the ones that have happened recently, <laughs> but they have had to stop asking this question because we have so many votes of no confidences and change of leadership that yeah. uh, it was confusing Good people well. that they weren't too sure of the right answer, which that's a great sign. Yes. I think um, I heard last night that the last prime minister that actually served their full term was John Howard, who was yeah. you know last elected in 2004. Um, yeah, so. Johnny Howard. Yeah, that's right. Well, every Australian has his own uh, impersonation of Johnny Howard. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Pretty good. <laughs> you guys at home, you know, might not know that. That's a damn good impression. The, oh, okay. So that was says, an impression of an impression, though. That's why. Oh, I see. That we, yeah. that's so meta. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not it's not actual an actual impression. It's an impression of an impression. Yeah. I understand. Um, now, I also need some clarification before we proceed much further. Um, in your most recent Facebook post, um, where you've posted, you know, excited for the podcast, etc. And of course you are because you're getting to record with me. But um, there's also a bowl of something on your, like above your keyboard. And because it's a black and white photo, I cannot work out what it is. And I'm dying to know. You, you Are you sure about this? Well, you, this you, this is going to be this, this is one of those things that could become a thing. It's uh, dim sim chips. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, I was talking about these uh, with a girl at work. We're talking about. Uh, uh, wait, my stomach is turning. Okay, family. hold on. <laughs> Go on. Family food um, concoctions that we make, and this is. Um, if you chop up frozen dim sims into quarters and then cook them in the oven, then it's just, uh, you know, you can just eat them like potato chips, but they're it's sort of like chicken chips. But So what you, yeah. you made these? Well, they're just frozen dim sims cut into quarters and then baked in the oven. So I didn't have much involved in the making, but oh my gosh. it was just a quick, easy... Well, I mean- Snack <laughs> that I didn't I, have much left. I was talking about them today. So I was like, ah. I knew I was going to be sorry that I asked this question, um, but I had you had no, no idea. idea the rabbit hole you were. No, but, I warned you in fairness. I, I was like, I was like, oh, that looks like some kind of strange lolly or you know something like you know what is it? And if you'd said, oh, they're jelly, you know, like rectangular jelly babies or whatever, I would have been like, okay. Um, but I did ask. Yep, totally did. Um. The uh oh, your Facebook post is wrong. It says three hundred and twenty-eight, but this is episode three hundred and twenty-nine. Oh, I thought I got that. I'm, I have it right on at least. Bless your heart. Of, maybe. How many podcasts could we fill with me pointing out errors that you've made on social media? I think that's half our content, isn't but it? That's we, the section we come under on iTunes. Is we actually could have like our own spin-off. I think. Like <laughs> Grammar Scotty teacher blues. Scotty corrects Eddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'd be highly popular. <laughs> what was like that? It. The um, are you smarter than a sixth grader one? Where it's it was, just oh, you sorry, it was, it was me, fifth grader. Me, me going <laughs> up against <laughs> graders in grammar and spelling and yeah, yeah. basic schoolwork. Yeah, see, except it was yeah, fifth grader, not sixth grader. Do I see the you read it already? <laughs> 
I, I look, I follow you on many social media platforms, and I think I demonstrate a profound amount of restraint mm. because I could asterisk correct pretty much anything that you post, and I usually don't. I, I only do it for comedic value. Yeah. Which, you know. And, which and, you, you seem to get a lot of laughs out of. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's encouraging me to be a better person. I, I try to catch them where I can because I'm like, oh, fucking Scotty's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, you know, I, I think it's um a, you know, some of it is just a thing of the past, really. Like, you know, and as a, with my um, English teacher hat on, um, you know, I think that we can really get hung up or get kids hung up on um, the stuff that ultimately doesn't matter. Like being not being great at spelling is has nothing to do with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a you know it's a skill, but it's not a, it's not like a sign of greater or lower intelligence depending on how well you spell. And and there's lots of things. There's lots of um, tools now that actually help you correct spelling when you really need it, which is why I find some of your mistakes so astonishing. But the, um, you know, like it, you know, it, just, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> He's a technophage as well as a bat. Um, now, can I ask you as an ex-teacher, we are currently in the middle of book week uh, here, at least in Australia. I don't know if it's an international thing, but uh, here in Australia, it is Book Week, uh, and a tradition of Book Week is that kids dress up as their favourite book character uh, and go to school. And this is something that seems to be of hot debate among uh, teaching friends and parents: is that what classes as a character <laughs> from a book? Because our uh, main sport here, uh, at least in our state, is Australian rules football. And uh, they have a line of children's books, and it seems that you know a third of kids seem to use this loophole <laughs> as just coming in their football jumpers and pieces like that. That I know uh, gets uh, <laughs> contested a little bit. Did you ever? Oh, you were so, high school anyway, so you didn't. No, no, no. We did. Look, I've done lots of book weeks, um, but we. My, my take again on that would be any fictional character. Um, you know, whether they started off in a book or they started off in, you know, somewhere else. Like, um, so that would rule out the, the non, you know, the non-fictional sports people, etc. But it's a bit of a, I don't know, I think sometimes we're our own worst enemy when we, you know, I, I, there's um, a post going around at the moment about, you know, so, some kid getting in trouble for, oh, no, sorry, I take that back, about kids getting, you know, holiday reading, um, and saying you really want to read, you know, all literacy is amazing, so please read over the holidays, but no comic books, no this, no that, yep. whatever, and that just frustrates me so much because yeah, that's you, not you, actually – You stole where I was going a bit where it was the um, – because that, that was a great story, um, oh, yeah, well, that yeah. one through of like, yeah, if if kids are reading, that's that's a good thing. Like, And then the great thing is not even so much that thread of the person posting like because uh, I – believe it was a comic creator at least early on shared by a comic creator who was a friend or that you know sort of saying oh well this is uh, ridiculous if uh, you know the kid coming home with this knowing me um, but all the comments below that of people going like well out of you know my grade there were three of us that were reading in you know prep and that was because we were all 
comic book fans. And yeah, my, I think even Ben um, was saying something along the lines of, you know, he learned to read early on from his dad, giving him comics. And uh, I know my mum thought it was a good idea to get me uh, reading. She had a rule that, you know, if I, you know, I, I'd ask for a toy and she'd say no and smack me across the back of the head for even having the goal to ask. But, um, what? Wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, not so much physically, but she could smack me over the back of the head with a look. I would feel the pain <laughs> blister in there. But, uh, if I asked for a book, she would pretty much always buy it to me with, uh, in reason. That was a thing. If a kid wanted a book, she would go out of her way to get it. Uh, form huh. so and that that big part of me being a reader so yeah kids reading we've broken this barrier we're gonna stand this is where we're gonna die yeah. we're gonna plant <laughs> back in this in this controversial <laughs> cause of kids reading i know sorry it's, if it's, we lose listeners over at scotty but yeah. this, this is where i take my stand I, look i'm i'm totally with you it's great it's fantastic um next week we'll take on should pineapple be on pizza? Um, you know, just you know, some other controversial topic. Um, but who knows? Like, we could have another prime minister by then, and pineapple could be outlawed here. Like, you never mm. know. Um, well, uh, this has been um, a completely off-topic intro. Not that they ever are, but we probably should say something toy-related before people start tapping their iPods and wondering if they've got the wrong show. Um, so. Uh, in terms of your recent acquisitions, purchases, pre-orders, returns, <laughs> etc., um, since last we spoke, have you done any of these things? I haven't gotten too much. I got uh, the Ant-Man uh, yellow jacket uh, Marvel Legend 10th anniversary movie oh. pack, which I was actually good? really... That was where did I get that from? That's a good. Oh, um, Amazon Same Australia had it up um, yes. for like fifty dollars. Oh, sweet! So I I jumped on it uh, there. So I was uh, very happy with that. And the thing that surprised me was that uh, the Ant Man figure is actually a new sculpt. I assumed that they just used the one that they'd released earlier with a new. Um, headpiece and sort of coloured slightly different, but uh, even though it's pretty much the same outfit, they've gone in and added extra texture, so you get that kind of honeycomb uh, swimmer compression vest kind of look over it that a lot of superhero costumes have these days, and just uh, little extra wiring pieces and uh, things like that. So it's it's actually amazing that they've gone and done a whole new sculpt just for these little detail uh, pieces. Uh, I also got a figure uh, that just went up for fairly cheap on one of our Facebook pages, but it was the one figure I was missing from the DC movie Justice League line, which was the exclusive Aquaman that's him shirtless with no shoes, uh, where he basically reveals Bruce Wayne's Batman to a uh, whole village and swims oh, off yep. <laughs> that one yep, little scene. Yep. So definitely uh, one you need a figure of. But I actually think he might be my favorite figure of the bunch. He's got some good articulation. He's got all the Jason Momoa tattoos on, some okay sculpting and all that. So uh, for a weird nice. exclusive from a strange scene, it's uh, not too bad. And the last one I did is I kind of buckled a bit 
and I'm still feeling the exact same way when I buckled last time, but I picked up the death stroke in the DC essentials line. Cause I was thinking, Oh, maybe uh, it's Batman that I was a bit on the fence about. And maybe if I get another one, you okay. know, it'll be different. And I'm in the exact same position. I don't know oh. how I'm, I'm, I'm still on that. It's like, Oh, there's things that I like. And there's, oh, there's, there's things I don't like as well. I don't. Yeah. Oh, so it did not help me at all. I think, um, uh, look, I've got mine on pre-order, and I, they haven't arrived yet, so I'll be interested to kind of and 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 I I they're around in a couple of the um, shops that I frequent, but I'm just resisting the oh, I'll just buy one, you know, like <laughs> yeah, um, thing because you know I've, I have already paid for them, so hopefully they will come very very mm. soon. What about you? Any pickups? <coughs> uh, so I. I think maybe the only thing that I have picked up since last we spoke is the Harley Expressions pack I'm going to be reviewing tonight. Talk. Okay. Uh, oh, I, actually, I got another one. Can I can I get the first pack? I forgot because it's technically not a toy, but it's something that I talk about a lot on this show, and that's Deadpool. So I picked up the Deadpool two Super Duper cut on Blu-ray. And I want to throw this out as a recommend, not that we really talk about Blu-rays or that on the show, but if you saw Deadpool 2 and were like, yep, I, you know, I like that film, but uh, I don't really buy Blu-rays or check out Blu-rays. I'll just wait till it goes on Netflix before I watch it again and that, that. I recommend at least try and borrow a copy off a friend of the Super Duper Cut because while they've added 15 minutes extra to the film, what they've actually done is uh, when they were doing sort of improv jokes on sets or whatnot, which is a lot of the movie, they've used a different cut in the Super Duper Cut. So Throughout the film, every second joke is a completely new joke or new oh line delivery. So it's the same staging, but you're expecting, if you've seen the uh, theatrical cut a bunch like I did, uh, he goes to say a joke and it's a completely different joke uh, that comes out of his mouth. So it's, it's kind of like watching a whole new movie, one that sort of keeps surprising us. So uh, wow. if you haven't, I do, even if you've checked out the Eddie movies, I do recommend checking out the Blu ray. That is very cool. Mm. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, did I order something? Wow. How do you know that you did have a problem? You? Yes. There's a bunch of like exclusive stuff that went up. Did you get any of that? Like the Walgreens? No. Oh no, I haven't done any of that yet. No. Um, okay, I think yeah. I no. I I did actually see a really good price for a the a diamond select silk gallery. Um like PVC figure and mm-hmm. on, on Amazon. And so I, I bought that. So I'm not exactly sure when that'll arrive, but um, there you go. So um, with Amazon prime in Australia, there's free international shipping on items over $50. So that's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. How much is um, prime in Australia to sign up for? Uh, I think it might be like seven bucks a month or something. Like it's not, um, oh, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, I'm on my free trial I, at the moment. I was like, oh, well, yeah. you know, free trial. Because I, I, I kept putting it off. It's just like, oh, I'll, I'll just buy the shipping because I, I use it every couple of months or so. But I am – they're starting to get some interesting shows on the streaming now and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, th- things uh, with uh, – 
the Australian one are beginning to pick up a little bit and all yeah, that It's definitely so. getting better, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, something, like, in terms of noteworthy non-toy purchases, our family got, uh, finally decided on a electronic assistant, and we went with the Amazon one, whose name I won't say because it will then activate lots of devices and people will get mad. Um, <laughs> the, um, but there's one in each bedroom uh, now because the girls chipped in for um, their little echo dots. And so it's been lots of amusing um, things and yeah, lots of useful things, um, but then amusing things. And my favorite amusing thing is that in the uh, morning when you're trying to get children, teenagers out of bed, and uh, it often takes several visits. Um, you can now go in and say, name of assistant, set a timer for three minutes or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, it works a treat. <laughs> nice. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, I think that that is probably a well-rounded uh, banter. We've got politics, we've got acquisitions, we've got technology. Um, and I think before we go any further off track, we should probably have a break and come back with the first of the reviews for this episode. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, Eddie has got something a little bit different tonight, and I think he's dug into the Waiting for Review archives to bring us something. So without further ado, I will let him tell us all about it. Over to you, Eddie. Yeah, so this uh, is an item that I've been near the top of my to-review list for the show for years, like really since I um, joined the show. Uh, and it just kept getting bumped off for new things or flights of fancy uh, at the time. And today I was like, oh, it, everything that I could sort of do that I've gotten you, I feel like I've done something similar of recently. And oh, you know what? It's it's time to finally pull this out and uh, do this one. And uh, it's it's a bit of an interesting figure. This was a bit of a grail of mine for a while. And the reason being, I'm going to get you to cast your mind back to the long, long ago, 2004. Uh, now, I find the early 2000s to be an extremely fascinating period as an action figure collector. It was the time where we really started to see uh, adults 
collectibles really make a hit on the market, particularly the comic book store market. It's where we saw the birth of things like NECA. We started to see McFarlane toys break away from doing the more traditional action figures to what became known as their uh, McStatues. You had even companies that were in toy stores starting to focus more to the collectors with like Toy Biz uh, doing things like Marvel Legends and uh, Lord of the Rings and having such things as chase figures and all that sort of stuff was popping up. But there was this weird sort of almost experiment going on with what brands people would make and what they would pick up. And, you know, it seems obvious now, but I remember a lot of people being sort of shocked and confused when Metsco released a Hellboy action figure movie line and it was sort of like oh you're making figures off that movie that's probably going to flop and not go anywhere and do anything there was just a lot of experimentation and people wanted to be on a hot brand and potentially that was going to explode big and uh lots of weird things were turning up uh and one of those in a very similar uh, in, in fact, same year, and I would put it in the same category as that uh, Hellboy movie line from Metsco, was a company known as Toys that unfortunately don't exist anymore. They're probably most famous for doing the six-inch Street Fighter uh, highly articulated action figures that can go for a chunk of money. Uh, they also had a another popular – or it was kind of popular, but it also kind of um, – warm shelves with some figures uh which was their cult classics which was then sort of their version of mcfarland's movie maniacs where they did like the toxic avenger and crazy clowns from outer space i think dark man was in there as well uh but for me the most interesting line that they did uh was the chronicles of riddick uh, now, the Chronicles of Riddick is a bit of a weird film franchise itself. It was a uh, sort of sci-fi alien horror film uh, that came out called Pitch Black that didn't actually do that well at the cinema, uh, but it was one of the first mega successes on uh, DVD in the DVD market. And the reason being was that it starred uh, Vin Diesel uh, as one of his first starring roles. And his next real starring role was in a little-known film called The Fast and the Furious that exploded big in 2001. And uh, people were seeing that in cinemas and were like, okay, we want to see more of this guy. And the only real thing was Pitch Black, which had just come out on DVD. So people were buying that up uh, by the bucket loads. So even though it didn't do that well and was a smaller film, uh, they came back to Vin and said, you know, did you want to do another one? And he's a big Dungeons and Dragons fan and sort of had, uh, when he worked on Pitch Black, kind of crafted this character as you would lay out a character in Dungeons and Dragons and create a mythology around them and whatnot and was like, uh, came through with the director and like, yeah, here's our pitch for this sequel. And it was this mega space opera big budget film and uh coming off fast and the furious and triple x they gave him the money to make it uh and it didn't really <laughs> do that great uh at the cinema uh it did well enough that they got a sequel years later that was once again another smaller budget type film that <laughs> didn't do uh that well but he clearly loves the character and i 
poo-pooed it at first, but eventually caught it on, I think, Foxtel or something. And I actually found the Chronicles of Rig film to be a kind of fun, you know, not super serious, but uh, entertaining uh, space uh, adventure movie. And uh, I uh, then went looking for the figure. Now, at this point... Uh, these figures really hadn't been that heavily stocked in comic book stores or around anywhere. They only got one wave. It didn't sell uh, well enough for them to get another wave. Uh, but it was also, they hadn't really worked out stocking in a wave or uh, case ratios or anything like that. So it was just a one-to-one case ratio. ratio. Uh, so even if you could find some, it was generally uh, one of the peg warmer other figures because everyone wanted riddick himself and so he was hard to track down this wasn't really in a time where ebay was that big and even if he could find one on ebay he seemed to be going for a lot of uh money uh to the point that he it even started to create what i uh sort of thought of as a false economy where uh, i would constantly have a save search set up for these figures and i would check in and what would happen is that they really weren't selling, but because there were four or five guys that had a Riddick figure listed at around $300, someone else would come in selling one and then would post it up as like, oh, I'll take 275 for mine or I'll take 290 for mine. And people just kept demanding these ridiculously high prices for this figure uh, even though uh, none of them were really selling at that rate. And unfortunately, the few that would just get popped up as a uh, lower sale uh, often wouldn't have shipping to Australia. And eventually, one did come up, and I managed to get uh, both the regular version uh, of Riddick as well as him in the Necromonger uh, suit that originally came in a box set with a Hellhound as a Suncoast uh, exclusive uh for rather cheap i believe i paid about 25 dollars australian shipped for the two of them wow. uh which is good but um w- once again when they actually do turn up and they do sell they they don't go for that much it's sort of between maybe you know what i paid to 80 dollars uh each even though they're often listed for a lot higher but i i was happy to finally I uh, get one and have it in hand. And uh, this was actually years later. This was probably about uh, 2010 or a little bit beyond that I finally got them. Uh, so action figures had moved on a little bit. They were had changed in their styling. And I was still extremely impressed with the figure I got in hand. So uh, I got mine loose. The original ones came in blister uh, packaging that sort of, just had the style of the movie, what would have been the uh, movie style guide that they would have sent out to all licensees to use sort of a yellow and goldy coloring. Uh, The figure itself has incredibly good uh, sculpt work, which was one of the themes across a lot of soda toys and soda toys, at least certain people behind soda toys ended up going on to become the pop culture shock uh, figure, uh, not figure, a statue company uh, that exists today, and they do some very nice sculpt work. So it's uh, 
I imagine uh, some of those sculptors are the ones that made the leap across because uh, the sculptor work on this uh, is great. It is very much of a level of Necker or uh, McFarlane. But what is great is that they were also fairly good on articulation. So you do have a ball-jointed head. You've got ball-jointed uh, with swivel-cut uh, shoulders, an upper bicep swivel. Uh, it's only a single joint in the elbow, but you do have articulation there. You've got swivel joints at the wrist. Uh, you do have sort of cut swivels at the hips, very similar to a DC Classics figure uh single joints in the knees as well as ball jointed ankle articulation which is something that we've only just started seeing more recently in action figures is that sort of ankle uh pivot articulation which is cool now the only real spot where uh it is lacking oh and there is a swivel um at the lower waist but the only point that you sort of notice it in comparison to modern figures is really there's no sort of ab crunch or upper torso movement. But apart from that, he's articulated very much like a modern action figure uh, would be, except for maybe double-jointed uh, knees and elbows. So uh, some actually really good articulation here on top of what was the fantastic sculpting. Now, uh, with the fantastic sculpting, they also have done a fantastic job and so I'm saying fantastic too often. I'll try and use a different word. They've done a brilliant, <laughs> uh, incredible job at amazing, uh, paint. amazing, amazing uh, job uh, with the paint uh, on it. So uh, he does have a lot of watch washes over just even his belts and straps to give that sort of a leathery look. Uh, there's one part where some of the straps are even got a bit of a green paint over them to give you the idea that okay that's a little bit of a different uh, textile that's running through that part of the strap it's got uh, silver and gray painting over each of the little buckles that runs through even he's got like a little water hose pipe that has uh, some nice uh, coloring on it to distinguish it from the strap uh, he's got a little bit of washes even over his uh, flesh exposed arms to make uh, some veins and things like that pop in there. And he's even got, so for those who know the film, uh, he's got eyes that allow him to see in the dark, which was really more of a gimmick of the first film and something that they kind of had to uh, just explain that he was part alien in the uh, second larger space opera ones. But he basically wears these swimming goggles that are sunglasses uh, over his eyes when he's walking around in normal light and then takes them off and has these shiny eyes underneath uh, for when he needs to see in the dark. So he does have uh, the goggles which are removable uh, and then he has the nice shiny eyes underneath. Now they're just sort of a soft plastic goggle uh, so I tend not to take them off uh, and on too much. I am worried i haven't seen any signs of them wearing or stretching or breaking but just anything like this i do get concerned with over the years uh, but he has a very nice shiny paint that runs over the eyes and there's almost this metallic glimmer uh, in them as well that works really uh, well for replicating the look from the film and the likeness to vin diesel is actually really incredible it's 
something that we're only just sort of seeing now in a lot of uh, figure companies' releases, and uh, these guys had it done years and years ago. So really top-notch work uh, on whoever was doing uh, the sculpting there. Now, the other one I got, which was the Necromonga one, is sort of similar, except he's wearing... Uh, this kind of grey armour, but uh, that also has some very nice metallic washes uh, over it as well. Uh, he does come with some very minimal accessories, uh, which is this blade that he has in the film. It's kind of almost like a knuckle duster if it was a knife. So the knife's bent around and comes over uh, the fist, which probably wouldn't be too practical. You'd probably end up uh, cutting your fingers off when you punch someone, uh, mm-hmm. but does look cool uh, in the movie. And he sort of, you know, he also uses them for climbing walls and doing different pieces on. And they have a lovely uh, metallic uh, paint to them with a bit of black washing going on and some black colored handles. So they're not just that one solid color uh, that some accessories are. So it's this really fantastic. Figure now, considering he's a, you know, I wouldn't say popular character, but he's a cult character. There are people that love him. Uh, he actually went on to have probably a more successful life in video games. There's some very popular uh, chronicles of Riddick video games, and obviously Vin Diesel himself uh, has gone on to be a. I'm not going to say a great actor, but he's a popular. Uh, actor if as long as you're not the rock uh so it it is a figure that uh i i can see a lot of people having an interest in if you are after a good vin diesel uh action figure he's easily the best one uh on the market and out there and he's just this really fantastic piece of action figure history at least in my collecting and what I sort of remember of 2004, if you'd mentioned 2004, uh, this line really does stand out to me as just one of those interesting experiments, but one that really worked and really uh, succeeded. And it disappointed me that Soda Toys did not go on to do more because they clearly had uh, articulation down, they had paintwork down, they had sculpting down, they had everything going right. They just seemed to unfortunately not get uh, the licenses that lit the world on fire. So that that is a, a bit disappointing because I would uh, love to have seen what would happen if they were still uh, up and running and making action figures today. Yeah, I am... Um... I have to say that for 2004, there's a lot of really good technique and production quality in that. The you know if you if you think back to some of what was you know I guess the higher range of the the market back then, um, you know th- there's you know a couple of kind of tells that it is older those you know really exposed elbow joints. Not that they're still not around, but we mm. hate them, right? Like the, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> like the, uh, and a little bit of the the um, the paintwork, but you know, there's some really nice detail in there. And for um, you know, for a Vin Diesel likeness, now, I mean, I, I don't, I have to say, I do not understand the appeal of him in films. To me, he's got all the charisma of a piece of wet paper towel, um, <laughs> I, like. So, but you know, for a you know a likeness, um, it's it's not bad at all. 
Yeah. No, they they really did uh, do a good job. I, I do definitely know what you mean um, in terms of like you look at it and you know it is of an era. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, I think what it is, I was trying to um, put my thumb down on it when you were saying it and what I think it might be is that there's not a large variety in not the color of paints, but they do generally tend to be all that matte color apart from the eyes, uh, which are hidden behind the goggles. They are all very, uh, one shade type thing coming through, which is, was very common with figures at the time. They weren't sort of mixing things up to make things, uh, change what you know the textile underneath might sort of uh be the first one i sort of noticed it with i think was uh when hellboy was doing blood they sort of used a more shinier thicker paint on a piece is the earliest i can sort of there might there probably are other examples but that's uh one that's standing out to me uh there but um yeah so when when it comes to dolly ratings uh on this guy i think just for nostalgia and the time he was actually made and all that, I, I'm actually going to give him a uh, 9.5 out of 10. And the only reason I'm dropping that 0.5 is he does unfortunately suffer from a problem that figures of this era suffer from uh, that wasn't an issue really serious. at the time. Uh, now, the uh, Stargate figures from... Uh, Diamond Select and uh, also some of the uh, Star Trek Next Gen uh, now suffer from this, which is where over time uh, the plastic is actually pushing out uh, certain oils. So it does become a little bit sticky uh, at points. Now, it's nothing too bad. It does uh, Uh, come off with a a little bit of a wash in that. But uh, you do really want to be careful about storing him uh, plastic on plastic in plastic tubs or things like that, particularly if you're putting him under the house or uh, in the shed because it could cause uh, color stick on paints and uh, ones like that. Yeah, so that's the the drop there, but it's nothing super major. (laughs) That's really cool. Thank you very much uh, for that. I think it's really fun to take these occasional drifts into the past. And it's actually interesting to look at something like that from 14 years ago and then, you know, contemplate what has improved and maybe what hasn't. Um, you know, the the uh, there's some cuts like that really, um, that top thigh cut, you know, is a, a really obvious thing that, oh, hold on. I'm looking at different pictures and it's hard to tell if it's actually a cut or no, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's know, got top thigh swivels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you know, there, some of that stuff that's really pronounced, I think, you know, we, we definitely um, have much cleaner lines on really good stuff today. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's, it's not phoned in. That's for sure. No, no. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eddie. That's really fun. And we will take a short break. We will come back and we will talk about the other thing that we're going to talk about in this thing where we talk about things. Yeah, not the thing. Things, more than one, hello. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. 
Every loot crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, now it's time for our second thing of that thing, and now... Uh, Scotty has that thing. So over to you, Scotty, for the thing. For that thing you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. 100%. Okay. I have been really enjoying collecting the Batman animated six inch figure line from DC Collectibles. The uh, character selection has been great. I think that it it is probably coming to an end and, um, you know, they're moving into They've done a bit of Superman animated. We're getting some Justice League stuff at the moment. It's exclusive stuff, but hopefully it's going to turn into more because there's so many characters. Um, And one of the things that has been fun with this line is not just the single figure releases, but some multiple figure packs and then some accessories, play sets, etc. And then they've done now three of what they call expressions pack where they've taken Batman, Joker, and now Harley Quinn and given us lots of extra heads with particular expressions and then lots of fun accessories as well. And the you know this whole concept, I think that the animated characters lend themselves so well to these different expressions. And particularly Joker, who I reviewed earlier this year, and now Harley, um, you know, they, they've really done a great job, and it must have been so fun to sculpt um, these. So this is a 2018 release and acquisition. I think this is going to run you about $50 US. It was a little bit more here in Australia, but I got mine at my um, new local local comic shop secret headquarters um, where the prices for these things are very good. Thank you so much. Um, and the, uh, the this is the more collector-friendly version of the Batman animated stuff. I've complained a lot about the single, in just, you know, just a lot, full stop. But in particular, I've complained a lot about the lack of collector-friendly packaging for the single figures where it's a bubble. Um, these come with a stack of accessories, and so I get that that kind of cost has to come somewhere. Um, but the, the thing about stacks of accessories is that if you ever needed a box to kind of put it all back in, this is it. Um, but the bigger packs and things like this do come in a collector-friendly box that's a window box where you can pull out the tray and then put it back in. There's no bubble to rip off. So that is a good thing because there are so many pieces in this that otherwise would just be you know pre-lost as far as um, I'm concerned. You just open it up and then tip it all in the bin. Um, so this comes with one Harley Quinn action figure, the and then uh, seven extra heads, and I'll kind of talk about them in, and the accessories in detail. But I'll talk about the core figure first. Um, one of the things that is quite, I think, divisive about these figures is the leg articulation on them, and the the reason for this 
unusual articulation is that the Bruce Tim animated style is, you know, with the, the men, big torsos, skinny legs, with the women, just skinny everything, right? And so the end, I know I've spoken about this before, but if you collected any of the three and three quarter inch um, line, like I had, have got all of the Justice League, you know, Justice League Unlimited three and three quarter stuff, that those figures are notorious for being so hard to stand up on their own. And in fact, a lot of the female figures, it's just impossible because they're so top heavy that they just topple. And so they came with stands and they don't really stand up without them. And that was kind of one of my concerns about this. You, know, you, could, you could see that these were really faithful to the animated style. And so I was worried, particularly with the female figures, about are they just going to be impossible to stand up? Because, as you know, I, I hate having to use figure stands and um, etc. Um, so they have come up with – they've engineered articulation, especially to make this work, which does make them – easy to stand up and also really posable. Um, but it isn't like it isn't the most attractive. There are, you know, we were just talking about having cleaner articulation lines now. Well this this ain't it. Um you know, because you're uh you have a kind of T crotch with legs that go in, but then they have uh a hinge on them that is uh, so the legs kind of go out at a, a straight you know, angle from the from the body, um, but you know what that does mean is that you can even with the tiny feet on this figure, that you can actually get a center of balance to be able to um, stand her up and pose her, um, and the 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 male figures which have got a little bit more you know um, weight to them. They're actually they are very posable. Um, and you can get some really great poses with uh, without having to kind of resort to a stand. Um, so uh, for, I know I've read lots of negative things about what this looks like, but for me, I'll take the posability and the not having to use a stand over you know some not not a hundred percent attractive joints. Um, and I think particularly for these animated characters where, you know, you want to be able to kind of do those fun poses, etc. Um, and they, you know, particularly with the nice uh, vehicles and play sets that they've done, if you were a diorama builder, this is just heaven. And the posability then becomes really important. So I think that this is great. Um, it is interesting when you look at the different Harley figures, because we've had a few in this, um, if you put this one up against some of the other ones, you get a bit of an idea of the variations in that. And I'm not going to talk too much more about that now, because just coincidentally, we actually, in our feedback section, we've got a email that talks about this. So I won't say too much more about that um, now. Um, but, you know, I th I think that the figure is fantastic. Um, one of the things that is always uh, a bit of a, a challenge with Harley is the, you know, this, this is classic Harley. So it's the, you know, the Joker. Uh, well, this isn't just classic Harley. When we talk about animated Harley, this is the original Harley. Um, mm. We don't get the true first appearance version of her, which was slightly different. Um, we do get, when we start looking at the different heads, we do get an unmasked head with the blonde 
um, pigtails, and that's actually the one that comes attached to the figure in the box. Um, but then alongside that, um, we get six other, oh, sorry, seven other Harley heads, which is kind of a normal Harley happy expression, uh, a nervous Harley, a sad Harley, a winking Harley, a startled Harley, a comically angry Harley, which is just awesome. And then one I think that's meant to be like a like a kiss, like she's puckered up like she's gonna, you know, give give her Joker a, a kiss. Um and they are super fun. I can, like I said, I I can really um imagine that this was a fun job for the sculpture to do because you'd have a lot of reference material as well to play with, but just the expressiveness when you look at this that they've managed to pull out of these figures to me of the three packs this is and and you might argue it's the most expressive face with the mask you know etc to um to work with but i to me this is the best of the three in terms of the quality of the expressions um one thing that is always a little bit of a issue with harley for some reason is the tone of the white quote-unquote face paint um that often for some reason ends up having a bluish haze to it and i think that you know that is the case when you're they're trying to paint over something that is cast in um other colors if you go back to dc universe classics the first harley that came out was notoriously blue-faced and they actually did a you know a reissue of that to kind of like as a bit of an apology figure to try and I think make up for it because people complained about it so much. Um, these do have a little bit of that. They do have a little bit of that blue mm. um, tinge to it, which is a bit of a shame. But I mean, that's mm. yeah. I I have no scientific comment as to why this is the case. I I think it was in the original series. She was meant to be white face but because that was a show that you know used a lot of shadow and darkness and um you know they're often running around at nights or popping around corners i think that was their way of sort of doing not you know in direct black shadow but um people just often off to the side and things like that i remember her sort of having like it was their way of you know sort of showing contrast on the blue so she would have the white face and then as the shadow eked around the side it wouldn't be okay. pitch black but they would go like a sort of blue tone hinge to it interesting and interesting. I, I think that's where it comes from i think that's people sort of have seen that and try and replicate that a little bit and then it uh, doesn't sort of work in the 3d form yeah yeah I mean, look, it, it it doesn't really draw anything back from this because this is so fun, and you know, I, I've I've often said Harley Quinn is not a character that I have much of a connection to, um, you know, as as far as um, DC characters go, she's kind of too modern for when I was, you know, really you know in love with this stuff as a kid, and so I don't kind of, you know, I don't get her in the comics at all, really. Like, and I think she she's so inconsistently um, written or portrayed or used that it's hard to kind of have a sense of like, you know, loving the character. Um, but she is visually so fun. And this just really, 
Um, you know, I, I get it. I get why people love her and collecting, you know, this stuff because it, it is so fun. And these expressions just bring it out the, the wacky ones. Like I've got the, her kind of angry, um, you know, head as the one I'm probably going to leave on just as different from the others, but also just cause it's hilarious. It's so, yeah. you know, and it, it's so, it's so beautifully, um, beautifully sculpted. It, it captures her like that's the, she did have that face a lot in the series that yeah. like, Hey, Betsy, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> exactly. ruining our date night. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Pause for Scott to chat to death. I'm going to count back in, <coughs> in five, four, three. Um, the heads are really easy to swap on and off. Um, which is a relief because that's why you would buy this is to be able to do them. And so it's good that this is easy. And then she does come with quite a few other uh, pieces as well. So we get some swap out feet in the form of roller skates um, that again, you know, I haven't actually had a go at trying to remove because I don't want to you know play too much with this stuff because it just gets lost or broken. Um, but um, super fun. She comes, of course, with her two hyenas, Bud and Lou. Is that right? Yes. I, yes. I was going to go like, oh, did you, you want to know some trivia? They have names. But you were you were there. Yes, <laughs> yes I did. Um, and uh, also then a shark costume, which is hilarious. And I did look momentarily for the episode reference, but couldn't find it. Um, but it. It just um, pops over if you take off the head. It actually just pops over the body, and you put the um, the you know, peg in. Um, this is one I do think that you most likely need a st- <coughs> a stand for. Um, <coughs> now I, I, hold on, sorry. I don't know. Oh. <coughs> All right, oh. Okay, sorry, go on. I. Don't know a hundred percent, but I would be fairly. I'd, I'd feel fairly safe in guessing that uh, it's the uh, the laughing fish episode would be the okay. one that she uh, has that, which is an absolute uh, classic yeah. uh, Joker Harley episode. <laughs> She's got a different, a repainted version of the Joker head on a stick that came with Joker. She has a gun that um can fire a boxing glove another weird green weapon i'm not sure what that is um a bottle of i don't know wine alcohol poison i'm sure there's a a episode reference there again please write in and um tell me and then a massive the the massive uh stand and um these expression pack figures come not with just the little stand, but a large platform stand that has different pegs that you can put the um, stand in to you know, give them like your flying poses and that sort of thing as well. So I can never be bothered with that stuff, but um, it does look very uh, detailed. Um, we then also get uh, a collar for, oh, I think that's a collar for a dog. I'm not sure. Or hyena. Uh, we get two extra sets of hands. So we she comes packaged with just relaxed hands, but then there's fists and holding things hands, if you want to get super technical. And then some sort of weird, like, 
smoke thing that, um, again, I'm sure has an episode reference, and so forgive my ignorance, but um, that's all stuff that's going to stay in the box for me. I'm mainly interested in the figure and the heads. Um, the paint is great, um, which is um, awesome. Um, like, really, no no issues at all um, with the in, in, any bleeding, etc. So really, really nicely done. Um, you know, I think when you think about what we pay for a lot of figures these days, the the price point here, so this was like $80 Australian, $50 US, um, is not terrible for the amount of pieces, heads, accessories that you are getting here. I think you could spend a lot more for a lot less. So I am mm. a fan. That's that's actually something that's been because I have yet to break down and get one of these expression packs, but I, I just even saw a Joker tonight that was a secondhand one, but uh, it was in uh, a loose cabinet fur, and they were just asking forty dollars for it, and that got me interested to check out what the shelf price was, and yeah, it was around you know sixty dollars for um, the brand new boxes, and it's like that's that 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 is amazingly cheap when you consider like how many times we're told that head sculpts are the most expensive part of the action figure like the amount of tooling time they take the amount of paint hits and paint masks that they need like just all that extra time and attention that that's the majority yeah. of these packs even if they're reusing body sculpts that have been yeah. done before the amount of work that just goes into each one of those heads and that that hasn't had a huge price uh, increase is incredible to me. Well, I think particularly when you think that with a lot of these expressions, these are not really reusable, you know, like um, from what I can tell too, they are fully like each one's cast with the expression on it. It's not like, they the the face plates are glued on i i could be wrong um but i can't see any no it's all kind of cast in yeah. one piece um, yeah, it it could be something i know they used to do this with the masters of the universe line where the like you could have a face plate that comes off on the original uh, sculpt that you can then insert a new one on. So when the actual molding goes on, uh, it's one solid piece. But as okay. they're doing the sculpting, they only need to sculpt one part oh, of fair it enough. and connect. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, look, fair enough. Look, this is I've got a I've got to say ten out of ten here. I can't really find any um, fault with it. The inclusions are great. Um, you know, it is super fun, and I I like it. I like it a lot. I can't no. think of more characters for this particular style of thing. Like I think if you think of someone like Catwoman, etc. I'm not, I'm not sure that you'd get an expressions pack out of her just because like I don't know. Um but I'm sure if there is a will if they can find a one, they will. <laughs> um Superman. He had some ones over oh, there. Oh yeah, you know, I was thinking in the Batman. Okay, yeah. Oh absolutely other characters outside the of one. Yeah, this um for sure. And Clayface um, Kibbage. Yeah. <laughs> I look I think it definitely, as far as DC collectibles goes, you know they've been very committed to this line. That's obviously done well, and so I'm sure if there are more ways to uh, bring this stuff about, they will. Can can I say I was thinking about this? Can I say something that it's either going to be loved or hated 
depending on how you feel. Now that they're kind of getting to the point with the original Batman series where there's not that many left that they haven't done without getting into obscure characters, how would you feel if they started doing sort of similar to the NECA thing with Predators where they're like, and here's some Kenner versions of Batman, like Lover Attack and (laughs) Spring Cape and Hang Glider. There there are some of those that I would kind of actually be interested to. Yeah, that never does anything for me. But I mean, you know, I can see that happening. Like, I'm sure that, you know, there are, there's ways and means. It seems like, you know, every other thing that, um, DC collectibles solicits at the moment is, you know, it's Batman, Harley, Joker, some other character, Batman, Harley, Harley, Harley. Um, so I'm sure they'll find a way. (laughs) Cool. Well, I think, um, that what we'll do rather than having a break, because the feedback is actually related to this. Um, it's on my phone, so I'm just going to read it and you can respond to it as in it's an email on my phone, not on the screen, not, actually on my phone. Um, And this is from Wade Glenn, who we did hear from a few episodes ago. And he says, Hey, Scotty, and everyone else, I'm sure. Thanks for the shout out a couple of episodes ago. Um, I heard on the most recent one, you picked up the Harley Expressions pack. Oh, Oh, then that means that wasn't a new acquisition. (laughs) Spoilers. Okay. Isn't it a dream come true? Well, close enough, right? I shared your love of the Joker one, and I'd mostly been keeping my acquisitions from the animated line in box until then. Opening all these single-release Harleys I stocked up on in preparation for the Expressions Pack now makes me empathize with people's hate for the stands and quality control. Only when you have eight of the same figure together does one realize how wildly varied the paint and even sizes of the neck pegs are throughout. I guess the original figure was never meant for head swapping, but only a couple actually work for doing so. I suggest if you go the same route, maybe the new Batman Adventures Harley would work best. I believe that one had a switch out head option. I only collect the Batman animated series figures, so I have some of the heads just sort of resting on the pegs. Slightly creepy, Wade. And will consider purchasing some sticky tack if I play around with them more. All that said, for what I was able to accomplish, this was a better investment than some of my mini Harley statues. I agree. Great value for money. Um, DCC even got the perfect shade of slightly bluish white for the face paint. Oh, there you go. Where I thought the Joker's was a bit too translucent white, almost like an idealized, refined version of the rough and frequently off-model character in the show. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. Uh, He sent through a number of pics of his display and he has gone to much more effort to use all the accessories than I have. Well done, Wade. Um, and I hope that you have a great week. We hope you have a great week too. Wade, thank you very much uh, for mm. that. And it is always great to hear from you. And if you would, well, not just Wade, anyone, um, unless you're mean, then please don't. Oh, you can email Eddie, mm. but the, Yay. yeah, <laughs> yay. <laughs> we, all hate me all goes to Eddie now because I don't think playing banters around anymore, are they? So, uh, uh, we, we can still send them emails. It doesn't, well, I don't think they were responding to them anyway when they got. Well, you know, I just suddenly I'm worried that, you know, did we like put them out of business? Was our, all yeah, hate people mail? didn't actually put the sh- our title of the show in it and they just kept getting, or I listened to your podcast and bop, 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 bop. And that just, yep. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it looks like they. Yeah. 
they figured out uh, a couple years ago. Oh, hmm. Sorry, guys. If we had anything um, to do with your demise, uh, blame Eddie. And what? um, y- y- well, f- uh, that, how long have you been on the show? Uh, hundreds <sighs> and ten episodes now. I can almost trace this back to the moment. No, one hundred and seventy <laughs> episodes. Hundred and seventy episodes. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, no, it was totally your fault then. Um, anyway, the. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm totally lost on my train of thought more than usual. Oh, you can email us at podcast Yay. at actionfigureblues.com. You can Facebook us um, at <laughs> facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Um, we especially love getting really bizarre messages to that page where people are trying to sell us things. That's always like so fun. Um, the I think just because we've got action figure in our name, people are like, oh, you have, I sell a toy to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Um, it is horse with head on stick that kids <laughs> run around backyard with. Will you promote <laughs> and play video? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like that. Um, the, uh, oh, anyway, oh, we're on Twitter at Ave Blues as well. And we would love to hear from you, especially if you're not trying to sell us anything um, or trying to you know give us money um or even send us things to review because we're i guess too honest and dumb and we don't do that um so <laughs> uh you take horse you'll see right around backyard you're great <laughs> yeah I, i'm sick and if you make me laugh i'm gonna cough up a lung and i'll be all this <laughs> For and then well, I win the leadership challenge, and it's <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, I hope that you can, you know, your your reign of action figure blues prime ministership is longer than um whoever is prime minister right now as we're recording, which could be totally different from whoever is prime minister by mm-hmm. the time this comes out. You never know, but I think we should probably go now because I think we've definitely stopped making any sense. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Particularly if you hung on this long. Wow. Oh, we're actually going to finish before midnight. Oh, wow. We could like record yeah. a whole other show. Yeah. Like, sick. <gasps> okay. Good journey, okay. guys. Yeah. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.